Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop. It is Wednesday morning. I am loaded up and ready to go to Fredericksburg for the Texas Fandango. But first, I got another banger of an episode with Randy Detroit Haywood and Jody Perowitz. Now, on this episode, we get into all the fucking land speed records that Jody has won. And, you know, the story on how this happened, it's so fucking sweet. And I'm so stoked to share with you. It was, it was tough. We were hanging out in Bisbee and, uh, you know, she was telling us all this shit the night before we recorded this. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I had a microphone on this fucking, you know, this round table right now of all of us sitting down and uh, you know, I wasn't sure how I was going to be able to recreate it, but Detroit, he went to sleep early that night, so uh, he didn't get to hear much of it, so I was like, all right, well, Detroit can help me recreate this moment, and uh, I think we did a pretty good job, and I'm so stoked to share with you, so let's get into it. Man, it's like fucking in the 50s and it's raining. I am so glad that I am trailering to Fredericksburg with the chopper and the race bike and the fucking the CT70. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. Good feedback. I really enjoy the shit out of Detroit and Jody. And I look forward to, um, you know, more trips in the future. Um, this week's show... Is brought to you by MC Shop Tees, your T-shirt of the month club. The only way to support every local motorcycle shop. Each month, we send out a custom one-off T-shirt featuring a shop from around the country with a postcard that tells you about the shop, where they're located, what they specialize in. You go to mcshoptees.com to sign up. You can pay monthly. You can do three-month, six-month, or 12-month packages. We've got men's sizes, women's sizes, and kids' sizes. This month's featured shop is Speed Deluxe. Man, I, uh, it's a cool one. It's a simple one. We're not doing black. We're not doing white. Uh, taking some chances and uh, pretty stoked about it. So I hope that you are signed up. Do not fuck around. Get signed up now. We've got some badass shops and badass artists lined up for the next few months and hopefully for the foreseeable future so it's a really cool thing and if if you want to support the show but you don't want any more t-shirts go to dangerdancetalkshop.com there is a patreon support link you can donate five bucks a month through there that i will fucking burn up in gas for sure and as a way of saying thank you LowbrowCustoms.com supports me and they will support you too. Each month I will draw a name out of the hat and give away a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs. It was really fucking sweet having Lowbrow Customs at the Bisbee show. Uh, they threw a bitch and taco party on Friday night, which uh, was, it was, it was just awesome. I didn't get any tacos. We got there late for that. But, uh, you know, it's always cool having those guys out and supporting events. So go check them out, lowbrowcustoms.com. 
Now, on top of that, at the end of the year, for every $5 you donate through my Patreon, you have a chance at winning a, an expedition thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa. That's right. Motorcycle Sherpa puts on badass expeditions to Mongolia, Nepal, and India, and I think they've got some more in the works. So it's a really fucking sweet deal. If you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you know that I have had an amazing time on my trips to Nepal thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa. Speaking of, if you don't want to wait around on winning a trip for next year, you can sign up for the Ride to the Heavens November 1st through the 13th at MotorcycleSherpa.com where I, Danger Dan, will be leading my first expedition. Obviously, I'll have some help because Bear's team, uh, Bear and Booty, have have the best team over there. I mean, I'm I'm literally like the... Uh, you know, the American ambassador of fun over there. Really, I'm just hoping that everybody gets back safely. We will, I mean, we will definitely have fun. So go sign up if you want to go ride Nepal. This will be my last trip to Nepal for a while. When I go back over there next time, it's going to be Mongolia or India. So get signed up now because that will sell out. Um, Dude, this is uh, this is awesome. I we got a, oh, we got events. I haven't done events. You know, Texas Fandango this weekend. And uh, April, what's in April? Oh, we're going to go to Mexico for the El Diablo run in San Felipe. And then we got the Motorcycle Music Revival. That's right, March 19th, 20th, and 21st, I believe. Tennessee, Hurricane Mills, Tennessee at Loretta Lynn's Ranch. There's a fucking sweet music lineup. The Ives Brothers will be there performing in the Wall of Death. The Build Dodge Bling Cycles Invitational is stacked with some badass builders. The riding's amazing out there. You can test ride a Pan America off-road for the first time ever. So I will see you in Tennessee. I'll have discount codes, too, for tickets if you want to use those to uh, save some money. Um, it's pretty fucking sweet. Bring your dirt bikes, bring your choppers, bring everything, because that's what I'm going to do. I'm bringing kids. There's a fucking river you can swim in. It's awesome. So I will see you. Well, first, I'm going to see you in Fredericksburg, right? At the Texas Fandango. Outbound train, Lulu and the Black Sheep are playing on Saturday. There's going to be races. Don't mess around. Now, uh, Jody and Detroit are fucking amazing people. One thing we didn't talk about in these past two podcasts were the other things that they do. Detroit puts on a show called the Detroit Antique Motorcycle Show. The damn show. So check him out. Follow him on the gram for more information on that. He does it in Detroit. He does it all over the world, really. He does a... Yeah, he... Dude, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So check that out. And Jody Perowitz, well, she's a fucking... Awesome land speed racer. She's a son's a speed racer. Uh, she's doing the Kyle Petty charity ride, which is cool. And she paints motorcycles with her dad. And she, her and her dad also have a chopper history show they do every Thursday, I believe. I will be on their show next Thursday where they will be asking me the questions. So check that out. I think, believe it's on YouTube or Facebook. Um, you know. Follow Jody Perowitz on the gram or Perowitz Payne on the gram, and you can get more information on that. Uh, but for now, let's get into this podcast.
was like, I get it. She even said, you know, I told her if she rides, she could stay in the family because I'm disowning all my kids. They don't ride, they're out. Come on. They're out. Hey, family first, fun second, safety third. Okay. Safety, I didn't like, know safety even fit in that category. Safety third. Yeah, safety is for us. Not me. Not when you're following me. <laughs> no. I figured that. Fun first. <laughs> family first, fun second, safety third. Yeah, you're right. So I'm, f I'm fun and then safety. I mean, even this trip was so exciting. Nothing could bring me down and to think that my daughter was 1,200 miles away and upset about something. It just took me off my square in such a bad way because, I mean, that's the last one at home, and you want your kids to be happy. You want to tell them what happiness looked like, and, and what that really looked like is you make it. You got to find it. You know, I tell people, the good old days are right now. If you live to tomorrow, the good old days is tomorrow. I don't live in nobody's <laughs> history book. I don't. I don't. I, 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 I'm a historian. I, I, I talk about history. I collect history. But the good old days are right now. There's only yep. two things people are supposed to say at your funeral. There's only two things. Man, I'm so glad I got to know him. Or I really wish I would have got to know him. This sounds like a really cool cat. All the other stuff happened. You know, how did you live your life where people couldn't say that? You know, I've gone to people for friends, their fathers or uncles or grandparents have passed, and they're talking about them, and I'm going, how did I not get to meet this person? Yeah. You know, so there you go. But like I said, if my kids don't ride, they out. Them suckers out. <laughs> First, I got to make them a black scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they don't have to ride. They choose their own path. You know, I hope they do ride. So speaking of kids riding, Jody, your dad rode a little bit, right? Yeah. Early on, or did you just? No, not at all. He, my dad worked and worked, and I have an older brother, and whatever my brother did, I wanted to do. Okay. And he was always good enough to always include me and, and teach me That's awesome. whatever he knew. So it was like, you know, my dad would teach my brother how to ride dirt bikes, and then that would get passed on to me that, you know, like, first dirt bike I rode, which was my brother's, I couldn't even touch the ground. So it was like, okay, he <laughs> held the dirt bike up, I jumped on, got on, did a couple laps, you know, around the yard, around the field, whatever, came back, and I literally, as I was coming back, I'm thinking, holy cow, I can't touch the ground, how am I going to stop? <laughs> Don't. So I pulled up to a log pile. Perfect. And I put my foot down. A situational awareness right there. Right, right, and I mean, I was young, like, I couldn't have been much more than like six or seven wow. at that point. But, you know, and we had already, we had little 50s and stuff that we had ridden, but it was like, whatever my brother did, I wanted to do. And that was all the way up until I was 16. You know, the first bike that I, like, wow. motorcycle legit on the street that I rode was my brother's. And it was, I didn't have my license, I didn't have my permit, and he was like, hey, you want to ride my bike? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> let me do it. And, you I know, like your brother. Yeah, like, went around the block a bunch of times, and... You know, and then my dad made me go take the safety course to get my license, which mm -hmm. was was good of him. And, you know, I already knew how to ride, but I still learned things in that safety course that I wasn't taught or didn't know. Um, got my license, and then, you know, from there on out, it was, it was motorcycles. Like, I loved motorcycles. And, you know, my brother kind of strayed away from it. He... He hasn't had a bike in probably 10 years, at least yeah. that, could care less, you know, 
back in when the day. When did you like uh, like surpass his skill level? Did or did quickly? You? Yeah, yeah. Quickly. yeah, yeah. Because I engulfed myself in it, and I um, I actually I got a full scholarship to college, so and I had wanted to go um, to law school. You know, that's that's what I wanted to do, and the more I got like involved in motorcycles, the more. I didn't want to be involved in school. <laughs> so my dad was like, you know, you you cannot be involved in motorcycles until you finish college. I'm not. Wow. He legit would not let me be a part of the business or anything until I finished college. So I did. I finished with my bachelor's degree um, in political science and then went into motorcycles and have never looked back. Come on, like, man. I don't want it. Preach, I don't want preach, it. Like, preacher. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I guess I have that always to fall on, but... Did he make I, it difficult at all? Did he, or did he see the drive and the motivation and the talent right out of the gate, or was he still like, I don't um, know? He did to a point, but, you know, my dad doesn't tell me many things, like, to do. He kind of lets me do my own thing. So when he tells me something, I listen. You know, it's and it was, Joe. You cannot be involved in motorcycles until you finish your bachelor's degree, until you finish college. So at that point, I think I had like a year and a half left. So I mean, I hustled. Yeah, I'm sure he saw it, that and he was like, "Well, to get it done, yeah." It's stopping this one, right? Right, and I mean, not that he, he wanted to, it. but like he yeah. he loved it because at that point, my brother didn't want to be involved, and he, you know, was. Static to I always say like you know I was the second best but I'm the first best <laughs> you know like because it was like you know obviously every dad you know has a son right off the bat and like oh he's gonna follow my footsteps you know my dad's an entrepreneur like builds his own business has his own passion like my brother you know my son's gonna pass it on like and then my dad, my brother doesn't and then it comes you know along comes me and it's like. You know, I don't want to say I'm, I'm second best, but th- there's no doubt in my mind my dad would not trade me for the world. Absolutely he, not. Yeah, and I mean, my dad and I have the best relationship ever. He is my best friend. There's nobody in my life that will ever replace my dad. Don't have us and all here first. crying, or at least me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was like, even though my brother is who taught me and, and got me that motorcycle bug and and being out there on motors and learning about motors. And my brother's really good with motors. He is really smart. He he knows his stuff. And he's kind of the opposite of me. He's very quiet, humble, observes people. Like, whereas I'm like outgoing, want to talk to everybody. I'm friendly to everybody. My brother would more likely mean mug you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's kind of the opposite. But yet, like, my brother appreciates things. Like... I sent him a picture of me sleeping on the picnic table, and he replied back, what are you, soft? (laughs) 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 You know? (laughs) And I can't wait. Like, when I get home, I'm going to tell my brother all about this trip, and he'll think that it's cool that I'm out there doing these things where he also thinks a little bit like, you're nuts. (laughs) Like, what is wrong with you? You know? But he appreciates it. And it's always there for me should I need it. You know, the same. But my brother doesn't care less about motorcycles. Everybody got to find their own lane, their own passion. Yeah. See how yeah. she didn't disown her family yeah, member because 
You got to ride a motorcycle? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, but he, he, he dissed me. <laughs> he called me soft. And when he mean mugged me in the bar, because I dissed me on the picnic table. Sucker. <laughs> that was my favorite word. I think I'm, I think I'm Fred Savage. I can't wait to find you a scorpion sucker to send you home Listen, with. I can't wait to get, I probably shouldn't say this. I was about to, I'm, I'm saying. So I told my wife, I said, I got to get bitten by a scorpion now. And she said, what is wrong with you? I said, Jody got bit by a scorpion. <laughs> she got stung by stung. a scorpion. That's right, go stung. On, on, so I got to get, get it right. Get it yeah. together, I got to get stung yeah. by a scorpion. Right. Yeah, and I mean, it's it, it hurt. That's okay. But. I didn't die. And that's what I think of, like, because scorpions are so exotic. Yeah. You know, from Massachusetts, we don't have scorpions. Yeah. Like, it's like, holy so cow, exotic. you got bit by a scorpion. No, it wasn't into this trip. It wasn't into this trip that I found out they didn't kill you. Right, right. Yes, yes. That's for real. This is a group of Sioux. So we, 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 uh, uh, what, what did I say? It says, uh, uh Show enough Yankees or something. Yeah, show enough Yankees is <laughs> listen, right. Listen, listen. So, uh, S U Y. Right. Uh, straight up Yankees. Straight up Yankees. Yeah, Bruh. Straight up Yankees. Scorpion and tarantulas in our book kill people. Right. I watch too much TV. I've well, seen. What right. book is this? Well, the, I watched the Scorpion King on TV. The book Great of New movie. England. The book of the Northeast. <laughs> right. The, the book, book of the Northeast North. says you stay away from rattlesnakes. Right. You stay away from scorpions. You stay away from tarantulas. That stuff kills. So until this trip, <laughs> I've never known as many people. Matter of fact, I've never known a person to be stung by a scorpion. Now I know like four or five. And I'm like, I got to get stung by a scorpion. Cause I know they don't kill you. Hey, when we get back to Texas, he's gonna find one. Okay, okay. I just <laughs> we can, kids hey, are gonna find one. In my kids can make this happen. Okay, let's make it happen. We can, you can be Black Widow or you can be Black Scorpion. No, I don't be Black Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> black Widows, ladies, they be taking people out the game. <laughs> no, I met a, I met some Black Widows in my life. They live in. All right, the come on, let's stay on track, Detroit. Because I, I heard some shit last night that I would have loved to have recorded. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta bring it out now. Bring it out, baby. Um, motorcycles, R- racing, okay. racing. Jody, how did you get? I mean, because the the racing that I'm familiar with you doing, it's not like there's not like a lot of lead way into it. Like you, there, you had to be doing some other tor- types of racing. But if we're talking to you, there's no dirt bike experience. There's no, no. like sport bike experience. There's like there's a there's like salt, and then there's a fucking NASCAR track. So, um, so how we got started racing, this is like crazy story is, um, I gave my dad a trip to Bonneville for Christmas. He had never (laughs) been to Bonneville. It's one of the few places in the world. Had you been before then? No, neither one of us. It is one of the few places in the world that my dad has not been that's motorcycle oriented. I mean, my dad has literally been all over the world for motorcycles. Our family vacations when I was little always was orientated around motorcycles. Wow. We went to events. My kids are so lucky. We went to events only because of motorcycles. Like, I've been going to Daytona since I was probably like three years old. Wow. You know, it was, that was what our vacations, that's what my dad did. That's, you know, we ate, slept, and breathed motorcycles. So he had never been to Bonneville. So I gave him a trip to Bonneville. Like, Dad, you and I are going out to the Bub Speed Trials. We're gonna watch the motorcycles race. We know a ton of people that race. We're gonna do this. You know, this is gonna be cool, whatever. And he says, 
he literally, and how I gave it to him was like, I gave him a little bit of salt, then nah. gave him a little motorcycle, <laughs> then gave him a world's fastest Indian, like a little Burt Monroe kind of no thing. Mid gas. So, anyway, he says, um, Well, Jode, we can't go out there and not race. Wow. And I had no intentions of racing, none. It did not even slightly cross my mind. I, it just did not, that's not what we do. That's not, I wasn't even like slightly at that point. Like, I probably only ridden five different motorcycles in my life at that point. And um, he says, you know, we're, we got to race. And I was like, okay, well, I'm riding it. Whatever we do, well, I'm riding it. <laughs> and, you know, we were able to get some really good people behind us that had the experience, some good manufacturers to help us out with building it, and, you know, some guys with some knowledge on horsepower and stuff. And we went and we built a built a race bike and you know this like I said my dad's been building bikes now for like 50 years which I hate to say that because it makes me sound old and I don't like to think of my dad as old but it's you know he didn't experienced experienced weathered (laughs) that sounds old (laughs) Clint Eastwood old experienced he didn't build race bikes you know he built bikes to ride but you know we're not talking fast or you know horsepower so we built this bike, um, and the first time that we went out was um, we were going out in July, and we we're going up to Maine to the Loring Timing Association, which is it's an old uh, Air Force base, so it's a run. And this bike that we built, it was a hundred cubic inch with a supercharger on it, and we ran it naked, so it didn't have a fairing; it was completely open. Um, and the goal of this particular event was just for me to get seat time. Mm-hmm. And I had never ridden a high horsepower bike. I had never ridden anything with supercharger. I had never raced. Have you never dragged raced? or Nothing. I mean, did you get schooling on how to shift gears or what? Nothing. Like, got schooling as far as, like, my, my crew chief who, you know, he, he was. Who was his name? What was his name? Um, Ronnie. Ronnie Levesque. Little Ron. Um, Little Ron. In which he didn't really have much experience either. He was just a good mechanic, you know, and, and he was there from the beginning. He was right from the start of building this and, and talking with everybody. And, you know, so this was new to all of us. No, nobody had experience on our, our team, per wow. se. So our goal of going to Loring, Maine was to for me to get seat time, for me to get comfortable with the bike and for us to make sure it goes down the track straight. Because we didn't know. We put it on the dyno, you know, and, and got we got like 230 yeah, horsepower. Yeah, horsepower, but can it, right, can it but, go to the ground? Right, exactly. I mean, that's such a big factor in things. Mm-hmm. It's not the same, you know. Are we going straight? Is it going to the ground? Does it have a wobble? Like, you know, all these things. And I'm the guinea pig. No matter what, I'm the guinea pig on this. So we go Who up was to, more nervous, you or your dad? I wasn't nervous at all at first. I'm sure it. my dad uh, was nervous to a point. Just not showing you. Right. He, he definitely wouldn't have shown me. But I also think that my dad knew, like, my, I don't say my confidence, but where I'm going to slowly, you know, gr- gradually get up to grow my confidence in how fast I can go. So we get up to Maine and... I go to make a pass, I go to go to race, and I can't get my feet on the pegs. I am just beside myself because it's such an awkward stance. 
um, being on this bike. I mean, yeah, you not even been on it before? No, then? no. And I mean, <laughs> I, I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, like we, we, we it on yeah, I mean, to a point, very, you know, very minimally, but I'm getting on it with, with jeans and sneakers, you know, I'm not getting on it with leathers and yeah, race boots and I can't even move it. Right. That reminds me like 25 pounds on me, you know, and yeah. so we ended up, you know, they ended up holding, literally holding the bike and they're like, okay, one, two, three, get your pe- feet on the pegs. Yeah, okay, put your feet down. Get your feet on the pegs. And we did it, you know, five or six times, get it on, go back up and, you know, I ended up doing doing a bunch of passes and we ended up setting a record um, that first time. First time, with time. The track. First time out there. And I mean, it was like an eight and a half hour ride home and me and my dad and Ronnie and, and Dave Sylvia um, Malt we talked the whole way home where we were like, holy cow, you went, you know, 160s, you set a record. 160 your like, first time? Yeah, like, oh we my God. We were so excited, like, that we, the experience of it, like, we overcame so many things. Like, people were, you know, I don't say, like, laughing at us, but they were literally like, oh, you know, look at these guys, think they're going to go fast right off the bat. And, you know, we did. So when we got home, we mounted a body on on the bike, put a, a partial streamlined fairing on on the bike, and then the end of August we went out to Bonneville for a first time out on the salt. You know, this wow. trip that I bought my dad eight months prior. Yeah, now about to race. Right, and now we're about to race. And previous to that, That's the I best had done. Gift you could have ever. Bought. I had done so. When we were building the bike, I had done like some research and I figured out that no female had ever gone over 200 on an American motorcycle. No racing, no no racing period had any female ever gone over 200. So that became my goal because nobody can ever replace the first. That's right. Somebody can break your records, but they can't take you away from being the first. That's right. So that was my goal. <laughs> I wanted to be the first. I wanted to do that and always have that, no matter how many records I have and how many records I lose, like I said, nobody can ever take the first. So 200 was our goal at Bonneville. And that is such a magical number. First year? The first, first year, year out the there. Dang. First year out there. So that is such a magical number out there. There is 75% of the people out there are trying to go 200. Whether they've been going out there for a year or 10 years or 20 years. 200, to be in the 200 club. To even be shooting for that, your right. first right. time out there. Right. Like, I bet most people were like, who do they? Like, yes. Who are these painters? Right. These painters just right. came out right. here. Right. They're like, going to run 200. Yeah, like, all right, come on. This guy, you know, who paints Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, buddy. And, you know, which to get on the paint subject for a second, the when we were building the bike, you know, the, the body is, is pretty big. And my dad was like, well, what do you want to, what color do you want to paint it, Joe? And I was like, let's paint it purple, Dad. And he's like, and let's get pink wheels from PM, from Performance Machine. And he's like, Joe, you are so not a purple and pink kind of girl. Yeah. Like, why do you want to do that? I'm like, Dad, because I want to make a statement. And you're doing right. I want to every be bold. girl. Right. right. Every like, girl I want to, pr- I want everybody to know this is a female yeah. riding this bike. 
Like, I want to be Super like, good. hey, there's Jody. Like, right. there goes right. Jody. And he was like, all right, Jody, that's a good idea. So we painted the bike purple with pink wheels. Um, but so we mounted, we mounted the body, got it all mounted. We go out to Bonneville. And um, right away, Dennis Manning, who was run, he runs the Bob event, you know, comes up to my dad and I, and he says, listen, you guys are a very high-profile team. Everybody is watching you. You got to earn your, your keep out here. So what they made you me do. You don't get any special treatment. Right. Nothing. There is no way we want to be safe. This is an event that I want to carry on. I don't want any big, you know, circuses going on. Like, this is, we want to carry on this event. So you need to prove that you can be out here riding this bike. So they made me do, I had to do a 125 pass then I had to do a 150 pass and then I had to do a 175 pass so I did the one did you have a speedo on nope. the bike nope <laughs> and this is the first time I've ever ridden the bike with the fairing which is totally first time different. on the salt first time on first the time salt. seeing the salt yes wow. like so many first times so I did a 125 pass right away no problem like you, you know, nailed the 125. Nailed there it. I just... couldn't go over. I think I was like at like 120. So they're like close enough. We'll we'll call it a 125. Okay. So Next you had thing. a feel enough to know not to run hard. Yeah. Or, and know. at that point, I probably had my tack. To be honest, I don't really remember. But I knew on the tack about <coughs> yeah, what my speed? yeah, yeah my tuna, my tuna Dan there. He he was awesome yeah. he is a horsepower Fifth gear, guru this rpm exactly is, yeah. he he specifically told me he schooled me and and i listened so i knew you know about so then i did a 150 pass I was, okay good so then i go to do a one one uh, 75 pass and out at bonneville so how we were racing at the time was um i was starting at the at the three mile marker, I was using two miles to get up to speed. Then they clock you entering the mile and exiting the mile, and it's your average in the mile. So you have to maintain that speed for over the course of a mile. It's not just hit one speed and you're done. So I went to do the 175 pass, and when I got to about, so mile marker five is actually the, the measure mile. When I got to about mile marker like four and a half, there was a crosswind. And out at Bonneville, there could be a crosswind at me, but not at you. It's, like, instant. It's wow. unbelievable. And Jay Allen is actually the one that has schooled me on this, that when you hit a crosswind, it all of a sudden picks you up and moves you over. And then as quick as that happened, it'll pick you up and move you over back. You, yeah. You'll go back. To at 175 miles an hour. Yeah. And so I hit a crosswind, and it literally picked me up and moved me over, and I could hear Jay Allen in my head saying, you just ride it out. You just keep riding it out and lean into it. And I did exactly that, moved me back over, went through the mile, you know, 175, and I guess they were watching me in the tower, and they came, like, immediately over to our pits and was like, you just earned your keep here, you know? <laughs> so it was so like, good. that earned, you know, that, and it was it was nothing that I could have predicted or planned for yeah. anything. Yeah. It was just... I had listened to my mentor, Jay Allen, tell me about it, and I did exactly, didn't panic, and did exactly what they had said. But then, so then from then on out, you know, we, we were chasing higher numbers, and we ended up, we set a record um, at 189. And 
you know, it's like a static, we just sent a record, like we're on our way, you know, we're so close. But when you're out at Bonneville, there's so many guys that have been going out there for years and years and years, and they've done 199, it's not 200. Wow. You cannot say you went 200 when you've done 199. So we knew that even though we're only 11 miles an hour off, it's still, that's a lot. That's well, a lot and that's, out there. That was that year. I mean, did you understand at that point in time, like, how much, like, the, the weather, the salt, like, how much, how much all those other factors that are out of your control were going to affect what you were able to do the next year or the year after that? You, uh, you, you understand it to a point, but until you're actually there and experience the winds and experience how sticky the salt is and the, the moisture in the air and the temperature... You know, me racing yeah, at 4 yeah. o'clock in the afternoon is not the same as 7.30 in the morning. Right. It's, it's not the same. It's cool. It's dry. It's, it's a lot better at 7.30 in the morning than that, like, hot air, which, you know, it's not humid out there at all. But it's still, it's 96 Do you pull out. a ticket on where you get to run in the order of the day, or that's determined by the association? Um, so you get in line. It's... it's <laughs> You get in line, and we could wait four hours in line. Dang. And the thing, because I was partial streamlined, um, which means that I'm in a, uh, I have a, a body around my bike, except in my back, and like my hands and my head are exposed. So I'm not in a full capsule. I'm not okay. full streamlined. I'm just partial. Um, when you have a partial streamlined, they won't let you race anything over 13 mile an hour crosswind. So you when know you're, if when you're partial. Right. Okay. Right. And I think it's actually even less streamlined if you were uh, streamlined. Oh, I bet it is, yeah. Yeah. So, in other words, I could get up to the starting line, and they could say, sorry, we have a 14-mile-an-hour crosswind at mile marker four. You can't go. Wow. So, you know, they put you aside, and when the wind dies down, you can go back out. But still, you could wait forever because wow. the winds are constantly changing out yeah. there. Um so so we so we set a record but it still wasn't you know wasn't the 200 that we wanted and so the last day um like the conditions were perfect i had the previous day i had waited in line and got right up the top and they closed the track for the wind wow so i was like second in line the last day in the morning which is a prime spot right that is a prime spot to be in um so the last day we go to get, you know, I get in line, get right up there. They're like, all right, let's go. I, I go and make a pass, and I didn't have a speedometer, but and at that point my tack was already broken. But I knew I was dancing around 200. Wow. I knew I was close. But like I said, 199 is not 200. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as close as that is, it's not the same. So I have to go all the way to the end of the track, which is, it's a, the track is 11 miles. So I have to go all the way to the end to cut across to come back to the pits. Without ever knowing anything. You're just like. Right. So just, I don't know anything. I don't excited, know. Excited but curious. So I see like the spot is. And the spot is like jumping. You know, they're like, you know, giving me fist pumps and, you know, thumbs up. And I'm thinking like, oh, man, did I do 199? Because it's still the fastest. 199 would have been the fastest that I had gone. Or is it over 200? So I'm not sure. So I, our thing with, um, if we set a record, you have to go to impound. So somebody would be in my pits holding up a sign saying go to impound if we broke a record. 
So as I'm approaching our pits, I see this like 15 people and they are literally jumping up and down and they're holding up a huge sign that says 203. Oh! And I literally could have jumped off my bike with excitement. I was so excited. Like, I'll never be able to tell this story without smiling. But I was so excited. Like, I get to impound and we're like crying, jumping up and down. My dad's in tears. Like, holy cow, we just went 200. Our first year out there, like, it was first like nothing. I'm year. like, yeah, like, this is good. Like, we're on it. Like, holy cow. So, unfortunately, us being rookies, um, we didn't cool down the bike enough. Um, uh, what's and, the process of cooling down a bike after that? Okay. When you're so, all so fucking excited. Yeah, I mean, so, you jump off of it and start giving each other hugs, you know? Like, we're like, you know, the conditions are perfect. Let's go back out. Let's. Because you have, you only have a two-hour oh window oh. to turn around and do it in the opposite direction. So that's the thing that makes Bonneville so hot. Is not only do you have to do it once, you have to do it twice. Yeah, you can't take advantage the, of a tailwind. Right. You have to okay. do it in the opposite direction because a tailwind can play a huge, huge part huge. in your speed. So you have to be able to do it in the opposite direction, and then it's your average of the two. It's not just, you know... Okay, well, she, you know, did 203 once in 199.1. We'll count the 203. It's not. It's average. Everything is average. The out in return. Right. And it's your average of two speeds, and then that one speed is average with the other speed. So, anyway, so we ended up, you know, kind of cooling down the bike. We're like, the conditions are perfect. Let's go back Did you back put ice out. on it this time? No, so we didn't even, I don't even think we fanned it off. We were just so overzealous and just Get back out there, do it again. You know, and the conditions change out there so much that, you know. You just take advantage of that moment. Right, right. So when you are doing a return run, you have priority. So they will shut the track down and let you go no matter what. You know, you say, okay, I'm ready to go. They, next run is yours. So we get back out there. I go to do a return run, and I broke a valve. Oh. I blew my motor up. You so, didn't do that. Well, whatever. It's a team effort. Yeah, exactly. So it, I'm it was not going to blame it, anybody. No, it no, was, no, no. Not that I was trying to blame you. I was just right. like, that's just what, like, that was a right. learning experience exactly. for everybody. Exactly. Everybody, not So just it was bittersweet the first year that, you know, we went 200. I, I hit that magical <laughs> Talk number. about giving you an itch, though. Right. Now it's right. like, oh, it's like, oh on. we're yeah. on it now. So it was, you know, we, we were able to set records, you know, set a record that first year. but And we went 200, but I didn't set a record. So it was bittersweet. You know, it was, holy cow, we went 200, no problem. Now you just went from riding with street bikes. Yeah. To now... You know, thinking of a great present to give your dad. Right? I know. Which like, he turned around and was heck? like, yeah. you think that's good? It's the, yeah. The gift yeah. was yeah. Right. 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 So um, out at Bonneville, too, a big thing is that it's it's a fluke. You know, it's a fluke because there's a lot of people out there that have gone one pass of 200. But they can never back it up. You all, you know, you have to back it up. That's how you get the right. It's a common thing. Right. So, you know, it was like, oh, she was a fluke, you know, she didn't didn't back it up, she didn't have a record at 200, whatever. So, if anything, it made us more determined for the next year. And I mean, it, it, it blows my mind to hear you talk about that place like that. Because my experience out there is just like, 
so uplifting that everybody's just like excited for everybody, yeah. wanting to help everybody. But I can see how some, you know, there would be some of that animosity. This, this little, girl, some hate this little yeah. girl, the, yeah. old, the, old, the old girl. These, these painters came right. out of here, put their girl on the bike. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay I can see it. It's there's just some old school mentality oh, out there. What, you know, I mean, they, it's they're good guys, but they still have well, that. I mean, like, like you said, there's people who've been trying for a long time. Right, right, and and that's okay. I I don't I don't hold anything against anybody. For, you don't you have know, to. You went 200 miles an hour. Yeah. So, um, so the next the next year, um, we went we went out to Bonneville and um, uh, nine. I made nine passes and eight of the nine were all over 200. Goodness. And the one that wasn't was 199. Oh so, my gosh. You know, so I proved oh. myself. Was there like did the whole place just stop and party that night for you? Yeah, and even like, yeah, even is. like when I did two hundred um the first year, I can't tell you how many people came up to me and was like, I never thought you would go two hundred. Like, wow. holy cow, I can't believe you went two hundred. Like, we laughed at you at your hopes of going two hundred. You know, because it's and until you're like there and, and a part of it. Did that help you somebody. understand like how? Did you? I mean, did you even understand how monumental that number was to everybody? Because I know you were like you knew a girl hadn't gone that fast. Right. But did you understand no. that it was that difficult for no. everybody? No, no, and you it, and and even it took me like several years to even like Put it catch on. Yeah, yeah, because I was so engulfed in like going faster, and this is I I and. I will say, there was never a time out there where I was scared. I just wanted to go faster and faster, and the goal was, you know, higher and higher. And I mean, that tells me you got like a, a really good team behind you. Exactly. To like exactly. Keep, keep, like to not ever show you any other emotions or right. feelings. To like, no, we just gotta. We, and I bet you were giving that to them. Right. They like, had confidence in me like I had, had them. Yeah. Right. And that's it. that's it. That it wasn't me that went two oh three that first oh, year. No. It was us. Like I mean, we, I could, cause it, was, it would be easy for somebody like building a motor, helping out to be to be even hesitant to like make it possible for you to do that, right? right? You know, like right. without you just being so ecstatic and excited and confident to like f- to help them go, yeah, let's maybe we Maybe we try this just yeah. to, you and, know. And that was it, is my team, my my crew chief and, and my tuna, you know, Dan and little Ron, they had such confidence in me that I had such confidence in them. And I knew they were going to point me in the right direction. They were going to tell me what I needed to know. And I was going to soak it up and, and keep it in my mind for this is what I needed to do when I got out there and was watching those flags fly by me you know that I needed to make them proud like they were going to make me proud and that was that was it it was such a yeah like we were all you know it was it was myself my dad little Ron my crew chief Dan my tuna and then Maul Dave Sylvia who you know he was like our everything guy he was who you know he drove the truck out there and with the bike and he made sure that you know we had all the right tools we had all the right equipment you know oh the bike That's let's clean that important. front fender because it's caked with salt you know let's get the fans on the bike wow. you know everybody played such an important part of it 
that we were a good team. We we made it happen, and we all had confidence in each other, and that's so important. And even, like, when we were just talking about our ride, like, I have such confidence in you that you are not going to, you know, you are going to take us on a fun trip, and, yeah, we might be bold and daring, and it might be dangerous, but whatever happens, we will figure it out. Well, And I had confidence in you understanding that, Part of the fun isn't always fun in the moment. You right. Know? Like that's, it's you looking just, it's, back on it. And so it's knowing that we're all doing it together and yes. sharing the experience <clears throat> yeah. and moving forward. Yeah, and I mean, that's how, how Bonneville was to us, that we went out there every year, and, and we raced out there for, for eight years, for seven years. And wow, we, that's amazing. Every year, it was like, okay, this is what our goals were. This is what we wanted to do. This you know, we raced at um, a couple other tracks as well. We raced in Loring, Maine, as well as Ohio, um, you know, on the pavement. I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the craziest things to me about the, the Bonneville. It's like, it happens once a year. Right. You can do other things to kind of like, you know. Slightly prepare. Yeah, slightly. But then you just like, even once you get to, when you think you're prepared, you have all this time to like, well, am I? Like, do, then you start second guessing yourself. You have time to like maybe overthink things or I, you know maybe we tr- like since we have time we try something else out instead of like seeing how something works you kind of like maybe you might go two steps ahead or you know it's it's just it, there's no other form of sport or competition that I can think of like I try I've compared it to like surfing we're like surfing you got to line your life up with like the waves each day True. you know like with the tide you know like you got to be able to you know, be able to be at the right spot in the on the right break at the right time when the, the weather's right. In Bonneville, you got one week, so the weather's got to line up with that week, as exactly. well as lining up with you and your team's lives. To where like, because now you're at a point now where it's like, not even just uh, like the technical capabilities of your people, but like the other things going on in their lives where they can put all their energy and effort and focus exactly. into doing the job right at that point in time. Yeah, that is so important that, you know, my my gang was able to 100% focus on Bonneville. Yeah. And me, me going fast was just as important to them as it was to me. Like, they got just as much of a kick out of it as I did. You know, it wasn't... It's only possible it, that yeah, way, right? Yeah, and that's exactly it, and that's we were just a perfect team and that's why we were able to go out there year after year and just keep bumping up records and setting more records and i mean as it stands right now we still have 16 land speed records that's crazy so i gotta give you this this fanboy moment (laughs) i'm fanboy right now it was fanboy moment right double time so 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 if i get choked up don't be like don't take my black scorpion badge away. So it's I, glowing right now. Bro. Yeah, baby. I bet. I'm making it glow. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here like trying to figure out how can I actually be on my Bonneville team, right? So I don't go to Sturgis. I'm not going to Sturgis. I ain't lose nothing at Sturgis. Period. So I finally go to Sturgis. And I got this hectic schedule with Lecter. I gotta be at here and I'm doing all this stuff, right? So but my friend runs on the board and with the Sturgis Hall of Fame, Sturgis Museum, right? So we get a break. This is lasagna night. 
Tuesday night at this spot where we hang out. It's lasagna night, Leah and Dan. I said, okay, so here's the deal. We're going to run over to the museum. I can't be here and not see the museum because I kept passing it going in, into town. Yeah. So I'm walking around, and I'm with the crew, and they're like, you got this bike, yeah, I got a one-on-one. You got a Henderson, yeah, yeah. You know, then I saw somebody, oh, man, I can't believe, you know, okay. Walk downstairs. Oh, my God. So I stopped in my tracks and went, I'm getting choked up now. I said, oh, my God. So I'm waiting for people to walk by so I can say I know her. So I had no clue. I had no clue. So I'm going, this is trippy. So I walk out the room. So you can come in a couple ways. So I walk out, and I, the first time, then I see the wall with all the inductees. And I'm looking at that. So now I'm loud because I know enough of the people on the wall. Oh, they are such and such. Yeah, such and such. Yeah, that, yeah, Jody, I know. You know, and I'm talking to myself. Maybe that's why. And I go back in the color of the bike, and I'm like, Jody has been to Bonneville. I race with her or pace with her. If you see my speed, <laughs> but nonetheless, she I'm on, follows. I'm on no. the track. So, so I'm like. And I never was going to tell this story, but now here it is, you know, and I'm going, oh my God, this is crazy. I know somebody, I've been on a track with somebody who's run Bonneville and knocked down all these records in 200 miles an hour. And I sat there, kept looking at the book. I'm telling you, if you go through my phone, you're going to be like, this is a weird man. And we don't you're, have to go for your phone to see that. Yeah. And then I don't know if it was the picture it was a picture. Because you're sitting on the bike, and I've seen you race. And I'm like, this is the, I've never seen you in heels. Yeah. And I'm looking at the, the picture, picture going, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the so. picture going, this is, so now I'm taking pictures, right? Like a perv. Like all these angles. And I'm sitting there, and you're sitting on the bike in these heels, and I'm going, that's what I'm talking about. I got three daughters, right? So I'm always talking about girl power. And I'm going, man, this is crazy. So remember I saw you and I didn't know you were at, at uh, Florida. I said, oh, how long you been here? And you're 17. So I, when you left, I told him, <laughs> on the street, knocked down a buck 25. I tell him he's crazy. I'm like, bro, she's in Sturgis Hall of Fame. And she, she does that. Bonneville. He's like, what? Her? For real? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, she's knocked down 200. He's like, oh my God. And like her bike got this crazy, and pink's my favorite color. So yeah, I was fanboy and I was tripping. I was like, I know her. So yeah. that that's like a, the thing, like my dad obviously loves to, to talk about Bonneville. And you know, he, he's so proud of me. And you know, it, it's, I, I, it's very cool to me. It will, I will never, that is one of the top accomplishments no matter what in my entire life like to be able to say you know i'm the first female to go of 200 yeah. you know i'm in the 200 club at bonneville uh, you know i have so many land speed records you know we we didn't come from any racing nothing yeah. and you know and then in in 2020 um you know i got inducted into the motorcycle hall of fame yeah. which when i got that call i literally laughed and was like, are you serious? 
because I, I thought I'm too young. Like I got yeah. so much more to accomplish <laughs> in this world. Like I want to do so many more things, motorcycle orientated, and you know it's such an honor. And like so, my dad and I are actually the first father daughter duo to be wow. in the Hall of Fame. Wow. You know, which is very cool. So that was part of why I said like because we had my bike in, my, in our showroom in our shop, you know, for a while. And then it was like, all right, how many people are coming to Halifax, Massachusetts? <laughs> you know, like, so I'm like, let's, you know, Dad, let's let's put it somewhere where more people can see it. So, you know, that museum is, is such a good museum. It's such a that, good yeah, museum. Yeah, we were like, all right, you know what, let's send it out there when we're not, you know, while we're not racing it mm-hmm. and, you know, let more people see it and show, like, you know, what we did and our accomplishments yeah. and then also bring awareness to the salt. You know, because Bonneville is such a cool place, yeah. and it, it needs. And the way people. it's displayed, it's just like. Yeah, and like are and, you, you know, I gave kidding? them. Yeah, like my old race suit, yeah, and yeah. you know, some of the. I'm like, telling you, I'm, I'm, I sound like a stalker. I the, can tell you how everything's laid out. Yeah, like you know, some of the marketing stuff <laughs> yeah, that we did, yeah. and actually, so that bike that is the 120 cubic inch with a turbo on it. Um, that bike, like I painted myself. You know, wow. I I did all the did the artwork, so did the logos, did everything on it. I flaked it, you know. So so that was that bike was a little, I don't want to say more special because the nothing will ever the replace first, the first yeah. one. But you know, I have more hands on on that bike than than the first one. So did the but, did the people that saw like finally rally under your team yes. instead of being like yes. All these paintings. Yes. Did they find? I mean, surely you you won the whole. I mean, everybody that saw it had to be on like Team Jody. Yeah, like, and it was cool because it was like they saw that a we weren't like a fluke thing. B we weren't just coming out here for some media. Yeah, you wasn't know, just like publicity. I get for, more yeah. media about it now than I did at the time. Wow. You know, as 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 odd as that sounds. I mean, but it was almost like because media is just different now. I think it's right. It's, it's right. Like you can get social media now so easy. Yeah. Like yeah. if I post well, a video, media back then, and also like the salt itself. Like you said, bringing attention to it. It's not a spectator friendly sport exactly. to everybody. Exactly. Because you're like you're a mile away. It's just a yeah. dot moving across the horizon. Like you really have to understand everything that goes into to that person's yes. run. Exactly. To like really enjoy it, right? And you, I and it's hard to explain to somebody that that hasn't, you know, done anything like that. So there's yeah, and it's like if you're gonna go out to the salt to watch racing, you have to know people. You can't go out there and just watch because it's boring. Yeah, it legit well, you, is boring. No, you. I mean, but, there's a lot of people out there that really enjoy it. Right. You know, they've been following. It's kind of like horse racing. Like, you really got to pay attention to things. They have the scanners or the radio. Yeah. I mean, I, there's people out there that show up. There they is. don't know anybody. And there they're is. listening and they're but watching. But they most likely will make friends with somebody. Oh, yeah. There isn't many because, like, there's no grandstands. There's no, there isn't even stands. No. All right. watch it. So. You know, so. I, I know you're retired from it. And, uh, well, I'm not retired. Whoa, I'm just whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah. Let's oh, she's dancing. She's dancing. She's dancing. Easy. We just put it on hold for the moment All right. because well, you want to give somebody else a chance to come in and right. no, you know exactly. No, it'll, it'll take a minute for somebody to catch me, but I also think that my dad started to get a little bit nervous okay. in a sense of I he knew that I was I was getting fearless and I just wanted to go faster and faster and there's a point where it's gonna 
kick back. Yeah. And and my dad and I, like I said, my dad doesn't tell me many things to do, but when he does, nine times out of ten I listen. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I don't want to say our team was, you know, having other things, but other personal things were pulling our team in different directions. So it was kind of the right time, and I was starting to get really involved in old motorcycles. Yeah. That, you know, I, I was going to start racing Sons of Speed. That my dad was like, all right, let's put it on hold. And you didn't have anything you know? to prove, so, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Like, we had already set all the records that we could get with the two motorcycles that I rode. There was no no more records that I could physically okay. get. So you're not retired. So when I call you, <laughs> and I am, uh, for my trip to Bonneville, which we're, we're specking out, I won't... I won't even tell you what because you're going to be like, no, I'm not helping you, sucker. <laughs> and you're going to take my black scorpion. It's <laughs> but, a scooter. But, yeah, it's... Uh, World's fastest scooter. Yeah, it, it's right. It's, we're, we're, yeah. Bro, yeah. Bro. So, wait, check it out. So, check it out. Okay, bro. okay, okay. Go out. Damn, you like a danger. Listen, brother, I was waiting to like two weeks till we started sharing the pictures and show this love and camaraderie. Oh, and then, actually, okay, let me tell you, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I've traveled, I lived outside the country. I spent two weeks in Asia studying schools. And the one thing I know is that the innovation in which this country has offered is unbelievable, right? So the only reason I did the two vintage electric bikes was for that purity. I wear gasoline for cologne, but I love innovation. Yeah. First Lance. I, I'm not against your, right. your electric Oh, no, but hold on. But it, it, it gets better. So the first Lance speed car was a torpedo and then whatever, whatever. I thought I was going to be new. I shouldn't give all this information. But the first electric Lance speed bike to break records was in 77. Car batteries. The guy's still living, so I got somebody who's going to reach out. But no one... Has run. He had. He was full of fairing. No one has run uh, stock neck, straight up naked, and set up vintage. And so, okay. so we. I got to get the rule book. Yeah. Uh, the one thing we're looking at is changing the bag, stable. So all this stuff, I've been secretly uh, putting together. But here's the deal, right? I mean, listen, I would, no joke, I would love to yeah. help you do whatever I yeah. can to be yeah. a part of that. I mean, cause because they, regardless of what it is, it's still record-breaking. And could it's you, that's, still so that's what they told me about cold. the low-hanging fruit, so I shouldn't be saying this. So here I got two 1929s, right? So mm -hmm. I'm already spec the stuff out. I, I don't know the rules because I'm, I'm, I'm green. Um, I walked into an art studio in Houston, Texas, the guy was posh and he was, and he said, how did you know about us? We're my neighbor, he paints, and we met through motorcycle. And the guy started talking about his planned trip to Bonneville. And he, that he was the first person to tell me, if you do stock, don't change the neck, don't do this. And he started talking about the fruit, right. low-hanging fruit. I wouldn't go fairing. I would go straight up, yeah. vintage. So when you got on the salt, you're going to say, that crazy guy is getting ready to run a 1929 yeah. electric Henderson. You know, now, of course, bearings, that would be modern stuff uh, for safety. But I'm there. I'm ready. Uh, well, That's cool. I'm not ready. So we're looking at next year, because uh, I got to 
change so, the designs of the bags. So I'm not doing the chase next year, probably. So go. that would be I would be Come open. Come on now, listen. To I'm, it's going to be. It's going to be so so. Cool. That's fine. We were just doing some recording and uh, we were with a Bonneville record holder right here, and I just wanted you up. So that's the thing. And you see my bike. It looked like it rolled right out of 1929. Yeah, I've and seen that's it. The, that's yeah. the plan. Uh, yeah. The only thing I would change right now is modern wheels and drop bars to pull me lower in yeah. the seat. You do. You have to be talked. Yeah. So you have to be talked. So my first build for Born Free had a, and I thought about taking that one. I had a, 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 a sport of a board track Henderson. Have you looked into the records at all? No. So I know. Yeah, you got to look into yeah. the records because you got to find but, out what the records are. But no one. I, no, I'm here's sure. What I, here's what I've heard. No one has. Why am I whispering like I'm not on well, recording? Well, I mean, you're whispering because yeah. we're, we're about out on batteries. Okay, good. So I, um, no one has I vintage. hate that it's raining right now because, like, my bike's going to get soaked. Uh, let's go take I, care of it. No, hey, I Jody, what, thank what, you. What do you mean take thank care you. of it? Like, what are we going to do? We're not going to pack it in a garage. <laughs> Can't take care of it. Oh, there's nothing on the bike? No, I already took my luggage off. What are you scared of again? Um, But then I was thinking about it. This rain is actually good. It might wash it. Because I know that was your goal in the beginning of this trip because my my bike was too shiny. Uh, no, you were like, never was a goal. Oh yeah, no, right. No, here's the like, deal. Listen, this is I wasn't too worried. shiny. It's going to get dirty. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's just... It is filthy. It doesn't have near as much oil on it from Splashback because you've been following behind too True. far. True. You know, I you get, been catching I all the oil. I know. I know. This is my first rodeo with old bikes. Oh, it's so good. Thank you guys so much. Really, Seriously, this has been amazing. Thank like you. the whole trip. I mean, sitting down right now. I can't wait to do what we're gonna do tomorrow and share that as well. Yeah. Uh, this is very special. It really is. No, it's been special, brother. Uh, I I used to be at an age or place coming out of Detroit where I didn't talk about getting choked up and I would fight it. I mean. That's a freedom, too, to really let your emotions. And I'm going, man, yeah. this is crazy. This is this is magical. And I've done some crazy stuff. I'm, I'm really, nothing like this, which is supposed to be. So next year, it'll be nothing like that. And the next year, nothing like that. Yeah. Know? Like, my biggest thing, I can't wait to get home and tell my dad all about it. Because my dad, you know, like, granted, he's motorcycles is his, like, 24-7. But right now, I think he kind of lives vicariously through me. So... For me to tell him about this trip is going to be really cool. Thank you. Hey, DP. Thank you, brother. DP, thanks for letting Jody come out with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks, DP, for giving me the time off from work. Yeah. yeah. I watched it, though, because I got daughters, sir. I was looking out. All right, we got to get this in. It's raining. All right. Okay, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Jody, Detroit, you guys are fucking amazing. I can't wait to do this again. Uh, go check out mcshoptees.com. DangerDanceTalkShop.com, uh, LowbrowCustoms.com, KnivesMadeByNick.com, MotorcycleSherpa.com, and check out Jody in Detroit, and I will see you in Fredericksburg. I hope this rain clears, the clouds part, and the sun just lights us up. See you there. Yeah.